Today's episode is brought to you by thewaxingguide.com. It is an online training course for estheticians, specifically waxers that want to level up in their skills. With this waxing course, you will increase your wax time, be able to book more clients, and have an exceptional technique that brings clients back every single time. The Waxing Guide has four different course options designed for every waxing esthetician. Whether you want to level up your Brazilian wax skills, confidently talk to your clients in and out of the treatment room, or just want a blueprint of everything you need to start your own business, it's in the guide. (laughs) Head over to thewaxingguide.com and see for yourself. And if you're still questioning if this is for you, well, The Waxing Guide has its own podcast episode, and that is called It's All in the Details, episode 23. Go check it out, and I will see you at The Waxing Guide. Could you imagine the whole interview? And like, I wanna, you're, on, you're on mute. <laughs> that, that would die. Okay. Thank you so much, Kelly, for coming on the podcast. I know under interesting circumstances, because you're supposed to be in Italy right now, you just told me. Yep. So I'm, I'm sad about not being in Italy, but I'm excited because you and I have been talking about doing this probably for at least a year, I would say. For sure. I think I've been like stalking you in this situation for long enough, but like not enough to press charges and enough to come on the podcast. So I eventually got you here. Well, my mom actually, who I'm sure a lot of people know her Instagram is Yama Bear and it's my logo, but she follows you and has been telling me forever you need to go on the podcast with tampa waxer oh my gosh i you love her with her i'm like I, okay mom i'm fine <laughs> okay so i literally sent your mom product one time because i was oh, like good. she because her and i have conversations and she's so yeah. cool and she always engages with my stuff and so she was telling me because i had put like a post about a product that i was using and she was like oh my gosh i'm having trouble with xyz and i'm like give me your address <laughs> so i actually just asked about it too I have friends that want to use it and yes, I need to try it as well. So okay, deal. Uh, absolutely. No problem. <laughs> so of course- really quickly what all it does just for people who are on my side, who are going to listen to this. Yes. Oh my gosh. So fur is a brand that is an all body brand, right? So their mission and their goal is no matter how you choose to take care of your hair, whether it's, you know, shave, wax, sugar, or nothing at all. This body care is meant to keep your hair soft and your skin free from ingrown. So it's an all head to toe body line. So you can use it in a multiple of ways, but the products are amazing. They're all vegan. They're, you know, gluten-free, um, European certified, which is really cool because we know the U S FDA standards aren't as aren't as, um, you know, friendly as the European standards. And it's a great, great company. It's based out of New York city. Um, so does that mean, so I basically have lasered every part of my body, Mm -hmm. but on where I have tattoos, Mm -hmm. you can't paper it. So I have hairy tattoos, (laughs) which is so embarrassing when I forget. Go and like go to the beach. I'm like, oh my god, I have a hairy anchor on my leg. I look like a sailor. That's so, actually hilarious, and I don't know why I did not know that you cannot tattoo over laser. You can't laser over the tattoo. Or you, you can't laser over the tattoo because it'll mess up the tattoo. Like it, but, it makes complete sense, but it's just crazy. But I have out. super coarse hair, 
So then it's coarse hair in certain spots on my body. So could I put that over my hairy anchor and it'll make it soft hair? So you can put it over the anchor and make it soft. And then on the rest of the hair, you're really just hydrating and keeping it smooth and free from ingrown. So think about, think about the multi-benefits that you'll have by simply putting it on one area of your body. Terry anchor. <laughs> so bad. I forgot I went to this like really cool beach party and I looked down and I was mortified. <laughs> But anyways, you're just like, you're like, okay, I'll just cover my leg up really quick. My clothes. You do, you do like the crisscross where like your tattoos, like in the back. No, it's huge. It's on the, like, like my calf to where Uh, everyone can see. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm thinking like ankle, like a little ankle tattoo. Those two. (laughs) I have a hairy cactus on the other ankle. (laughs) Hey, at least that one actually kind of could be cute. You know what I mean? It's the natural prickles. You're like, I'm on brand with this tattoo. Oh my gosh. Well, so many people were interested in this podcast, of course, but I think so many people want to like deep dive into your life. And I think it's really cool. I always say this about any podcast that I've listened to or that people have had really big guests on. And I feel like everybody always says the same thing. They're like, I love podcasts because they're not really like scripted in the way that like a traditional interview would be to where you can kind of deep dive into like, for sure you know, like the raw situations or like the behind the scenes, like there's really no rules to podcasting, which is why people love having people like you, you on. I think in general, I'm pretty much an open book anyways. And if anything, I say too much. (laughs) So, you know, enjoy, feel free. And, um, you know, I, I just always try to be as real as possible and, you know, just keep it honest. So, Sometimes people are like X nay on the answers, you know, and I'm like, Hey, it's the truth, you know? So, well, and I think that's probably why people love you so much because you are very relatable and you do have such a huge clientele that would be so scary to, to most, if not all estheticians, but yet you just seem just you know what I mean? Like whether you're taking somebody in like the Tampa Bay area or you're taking Kim Kardashian in Miami on her way to like a red carpet, like it's cool to know that you're very relatable in that way. Thank you. I mean, trust me, it's still, you know, scary and intimidating. And I mean, when I first started doing like it's still to this day, like if it's a new client, I will always get ready. Like if I'm, if I'm at the shop, I'll always get ready. But at this point, like going to the Kardashians house, like they don't care what I look like. So I could go looking crazy and no one cares. You know what I mean? Like, but I definitely always try to be as presentable as possible, always professional. Like, you know, I'll just talk to whoever I'm working on as anyone else that I would, you know, I've always felt that everyone is the same, like, just because they're famous, it doesn't make them better than us, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's been plenty of celebrities that, you know, I don't work with anymore that were not nice. And I finally just decided, like, I'm not interested, like, I'm not your little, you know, like, helper here that like, don't treat me like a servant, like, you know, and, and trust me and, and more so recently, because before I would like, there's certain people that I just turned down from the get-go because I heard that it wasn't a good person to work with. And then recently there's been a couple of people that I'm like, I'm just not doing it. I'm just not like, I left super upset. It was not a good experience. Like, 
you're hiring me because of my skill and you just make me feel weird. You know, it's a weird energy. Like you're not freaking cool because you have a handful of songs on the radio. It doesn't mean you can be a bitch. You know, listen, I can't agree with that more. And I think the more you get into the celebrity industry, I think the more you start to kind of take them off the pedestal because you do see them in real life. You do realize that they have everyday problems just like anybody else. They just have a different. Even with that, though, you don't get to be an asshole. No, exactly, though. Like, I think you start to like not devalue them, but kind of see them eye to eye. So it's like, show me the same respect as like anybody else would, you know? And even like for the Kardashians, like they're my favorite. Like they are respectful. They are on time. They give you gifts for Christmas. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they're awesome clients, you know? And they are hard ass workers. And before I started working with them, like I never really watched their show. I still don't totally watch their show. I will here and there, but like, you know, people say what they want to say and they have views and opinions. And I'm like, listen, unless you actually physically know these people, like if I hear someone saying something negative about them, I will stand up for them in a heartbeat because I watch these girls bust their asses. And I'm like, damn, I thought I was busy. This is next level. I know. And the thing about them, and you're not the first person to like say that out loud, that you, everyone always says working with them is such a pleasure. They are Ah. so professional. They really do like respect the people around them. They know that it takes an empire to build what's being built. And you're a part of that in some way, you know? And I, I love that. Like it, I listen, I saw this really funny TikTok and it was like, are you keeping up with the Kardashians? I mean, I'm not really keeping up with the Kardashians, but like, we're kind of all keeping up with the Kardashians. You know what I mean? And it's so funny because they're, they're they're everywhere. You can't not keep up with the Kardashians. So they're like, I mean, I had like a, a, over a year ago, like a full on, like meltdown, mental health breakdown. And Chloe sent me flowers and was like, I hope you're okay. Like they're nice people you know, and, and granted they are rich, they have money, they have help, but they're still nice people. You know what I mean? And like, they're great mothers. And the coolest part is to see, like, I have a small family and you forget they're actually related. Like they hang out with each other every day and it's really cool. And again, granted they have help, right? So they mm-hmm. can do more, but they're still doing it. That They could be a shitty mom. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that they have to be present in their kids' lives. But those kids are like a part of everything that they do. They bake with them. They teach them manners. And like, it's really cool to watch and see and like motivational, you know? So I give them total props. Now, there's so many of the girls that you do. Do they do their appointments together? Like, well, will you, I wish, girl. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause I'm like, there's so many of them. Do you do, no. do does any of them are like, okay, come over to my house. We'll have Kelly come over and we'll bang I, us both out. I try. I try. Um, every now and then I'll get lucky, but for the most part, they're all separate. Um, you know, because they're all so busy. They all have their own brands. So, mm-hmm. and kids. So, um, I definitely try. I mean, there's been times, you know, like I met Kim's and Chloe and Courtney have been there. I'm like, good, let me knock this shit out. Right. You're like, it's an hour away, you know? And even if I'm in the same neighborhood, even if I'm 
they all live in the same neighborhood. So even if I'm at Kim's, I'm like, hey, I'm coming to Kim's. Can I go to Courtney's today too? And they're like, no, can you come tomorrow at 9 a.m.? I'm like, uh, you're like, but damn it. It is, it is like, it is, it's my job. So, you know, I'm going to shoot for trying, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm grateful for sure. Has there ever been a time where they, two of them have needed you at once and then you've had like, in, or maybe they're like in different parts of the U S and need you, or do they always try to do it when they're home? It's always home. I've always done them here only. Okay. So, uh, out of town was only, um, party B, um, for the Met Gala, which mm-hmm. was effing amazing. Um, and, uh, you know, I need to, learn how to laminate because I gave her away because her makeup artist wanted her to laminate. So I gave her to Renee Mm -hmm. and Renee does her now. And I know that, like, I know going into it, Hey, you know, but I I don't like at this point, I'm just going to like learn how to do it just because, and I have learned to do it multiple times and I didn't love it. Like it wasn't just for, it wasn't for me, you know, I, I have microblading. So it's, it's not for me. So that's like my thing is like, it just, it doesn't lay right on me, but also do you think that lamination is staying or do you think it's a fad? I mean, I definitely think it's a fad for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not my favorite thing at all. Um, I'm not a fan, but like, I get it. But at the same time, you know, like, you know, I'm happy that it is still growing the brow industry, but it also is not for everyone. And people who have these big, huge brows, like want it. And I'm like, no, you don't need it. Like, and it's same thing with microblading, like microblading and lamination is something that has because of Instagram or with whatever, right? Like Mm -hmm. lips, all of these things. And like, you see it everywhere to where you're like, I need that too. I want that too. And it's not for everyone. It's not, it is not for everyone. I've told so many people that want microblading or I'm like, you don't need it. It's not for you. And I've done the same for lamination. I've done the same for all services though. You know what I mean? Like, and you're totally right. You see everything and you want it all, but it doesn't mean it's for you and like your face and you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and at the end of the day, like, you know, there, like I said, like there's a handful of people that I recently stopped doing and I see other artists that are doing them now. And I'm like, you know what? I'm glad it's not me. Have Good. fun. You know and, what I mean? And yeah. And well, it's like that. I don't know. I'm just like, you have celebrities. And so, you know, in such a sense, people think, okay, well, if a celebrity calls you, you answer. But it's like, just like I have someone come through my do door. Are you yeah. yeah. But it doesn't feel so liberating, like having now the choice to like, not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, it's, it's also kind of too, I think still with like our industry, it's still small that it does sting a little bit when I see it go to someone that I'm not a fa- of like having a relationship with, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I know deep down that I chose not to do that person or those people were influencers that I didn't charge and I wasn't gaining anything from it. So like at the end of the day, like my main thing is you can't take what's meant for you, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I did certain people for a certain amount of time and, and, you know, it's just, I'm in a different place now, you know? Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. What, what do you think about the TikTok trend going on right now with the dying the brows blonde? 
I haven't even seen it. Uh, it just, I, I only saw it because one esthetician did a video and was like, I'm going to try it too. The TikTok trend. So yeah, I went on TikTok, looked it up and there are people home dyeing their brows blonde, bleaching them. I mean, whatever makes you happy. No, I'm going to go to look at it. I actually am. I still, I mean, listen, I'm 43, almost 44 in like less than, I don't know how many days. I don't know how to do TikTok. Are you a Leo? I'm a Virgo. Okay. So yeah, you're like in the next, I was going to say Leos are like happening now and then Virgo's next. Yeah. Yeah. TikTok's hard. TikTok's hard. I just barely figured out how to make a damn reel. (laughs) Just save the reel and just throw it on TikTok and whatever happens happens. (laughs) But it's hard even that. Like if I, because I have different accounts, right? So if I make a reel on my personal page and I save it, then I go to my bigger page. It's not there. You know what I mean? I'm like, ugh. Plus I have like 60,000 photos saved in my phone. It's amazing that my phone hasn't croaked already. (laughs) I think the best type of TikTok that you would be able to do is like you on your way to going to see clients and like just telling stories. The only issue with you is that like, it would be hard because like you can't really disclose who they are, but you could still just anonymously or anonymously, 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 anonymously. Why am I saying anonymously? Okay, we're done. We're going over that. We're going over that. Anonymously, anonymously. See why I can't public speak privately. (laughs) Privately. (laughs) We can. You could secretly talk about them, and it'd be like so fun. I would be so hooked on that legally say and not legally say to be honest but I don't know yeah um what was I going to say yeah I mean yeah I haven't figured out TikTok we have a TikTok page <laughs> I'm not running it someone else's you're, I don't know. you're like I'm, I'm paying someone for that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. my or whoever you know whatever help help me anyone wants to help me on TikTok DM me please <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll get a lot of DMs. They're like, oh. no, I'm dead serious. Help yeah. me. They're like, let me. I'll your brows and give you brow products. So, so turning 44, you've had a very good streak in the brow industry. But I want to know, did it always start with this like obsession around brows? Did you find an opportunity and it seemed exciting? Like, I want to know where like baby Kelly Baker was before. Baby Kelly Baker, born and raised in LA, always obsessed with makeup, like in my mom's purse, as soon as I could be poking around looking at her, she would wear, I remember being little and she had YSL lipstick, you know, like that was, I mean, that's I like pretty bougie. <laughs> so bougie. I know. And my mom, I mean, my mom actually does have good taste, but like she doesn't wear makeup, but I, I will never forget the smell of a YSL lipstick. It has a scent it and it's gold and it's pretty and a time we lived I remember we lived across the street from the mall and I remember going in and I think it was the first time that I saw at, at, at then it was a man who had makeup on and I was a little girl and I was like hmm you know trying to like figure out like what what was going on but just always obsessed with makeup and like loving makeup. So my first love and passion is, and has always been makeup. Makeup is what I started. So in junior high, high school, I would do my friend's makeup for any like 
dance, like homecoming, prom, just for fun. I would get them dressed. I'd put them in cute outfits. And like, I'm the friend that like, I have had thick thighs my whole life. I hate shorts. But if you have fucking bomb legs, I'm like, you're wearing the Daisy Dukes. Like you have to wear it. <laughs> you know what I mean? What, what, pro- what product do you think that you fall to the most within like a whole brand of makeup? Like, or not brand, but just like, do you love lips? Do you love eyes? Like, what was the one thing that you really liked doing? When I was young? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Well, um, eyeliner, probably mm-hmm. liquid liner. And Iconic. Mascara. Yeah. Yep. Uh, cat eye eyeliner, um, over tweezed eyebrows, mm-hmm. and um, crazy lip liner for sure. Love it. What about now? I mean, honestly, your lip gloss sends me over. I'm, I'm not kidding you, Kelly. I'm not just telling you that because it's yours. Your lip gloss is amazing. And you know what? I have to agree with you 100%. I totally do. That's why I feel like even with my products, like if I'm a Virgo perfectionist, like if it is not perfect, you will not see it. And every now and then things get mixed up someone at a factory might change something and if I magically come across it out of the thousands of products I have I catch it mm-hmm. and there's been times where I'm like even recently with our smudge brush I'm like what is wrong with this like this is too fat like what how did this happen where did it happen who bought this can't cancel we have to start over you know so like I'm truly like it, I have to be proud of it. And our lip gloss is the shit. Like it totally is. And everyone it, was always, why do you have lip gloss? I'm like, because everyone, good brows and lip gloss, that's all you need. And, and I've it, had like, just like two men, you know, work for me before. And they're like lip gloss. I'm like, I'm telling you. And it's not something that I push, but the people that use it are lifers. They want that. It's life. a product I'll always have. Like I'm, and it's funny that you just said, you know, like who needs, like you have brows, like in a lip gloss, but it's like, and glossy is so back too. Like, it's really cool to have glossy lips. So actually I think if any time that your lip gloss is going to have a moment, it's now, but whoever is listening and has not tried that lip gloss, like I promise you, I just wouldn't have even talked about it if I didn't feel this heavily about it. Like it is a really pretty color, great consistency. And it lasts. Yeah. And not only that, it's good on any skin tone. So it, my clients, I mean, one of my clients who has very dark skin, she buys it every time she, you know, before I was going to say when she comes in the salon, but we don't have a salon anymore, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just one of those glosses. And that's another big part of my line is that it is um, universal for any skin tone, any ethnicity, whether you're soccer mom or glam mom, like the lip gloss can be used on anyone. You can mm-hmm. wear just that. The brow products can be used on anyone. You can fill in your brows and have them soft and natural or totally filled in to like make them, you know, pop and like overdrawn or whatever you want it to look like. It's going to work for you. I really want to talk about one of my favorite products. Isn't it really funny, Kelly, how I gave you this whole thing of like, hey, this is what we're going to talk about. And like, we won't probably talk about, well, we maybe will catch on stuff, but this is how I go. I get so I mean, interesting. I mean, I'm the same way. I'm the same so way. 
out of all of your products, like I love your lip gloss. And then also I found it like really interesting the way that your brow tint like wand is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you know, maybe I'm like the 700 yeah. person, but what, what, there's just nothing on the market that's like that. There is now people are copying me. But okay. Because I'm like, it's amazing. I put it, I didn't know I needed it until I did it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. Where did you come up with that? The craziest part about that is that uh, it's actually my hardest product to use. And we sell the effing shit out of it. (laughs) And I'm like, really? So when we have like, we have weekly meetings, no, we talk about products and we talk about everything. And we sell so many tinted gels. And I'm like, I can't believe everyone buys it as much as they do because it is hard to use. It is like using a liquid liner. You have to, it's not like, but it works good. It works great. Like obsessed with it. It's crazy. So anyways, in California, years and years ago, I used to tint brows and do all the things that people do that I being known state board, you know, you fire someone state board shows up. Right. So Mm -hmm. they saw the tint in the drawer and was like, you can't tint if we catch you again, you'll get fined, blah, blah, blah. So we just stopped tinting all across the board, tinting brows, tinting lashes. We used to do all of that. And, um, So as we were making products, I finally decided like, let's make a tinted gel. Right. And I, and when you're making these things and you're working with these companies, they send you a million different types, colors with, with microfibers, consistencies, all of these different things. Right. And I I don't even know, I don't remember. I think I just, all the brushes that they sent me sucked so bad. I'm like, people are not going to be able to use this. You know, and even now I actually have a basket next to me. I just recently went to Sephora and bought every brow, every brow product. And I have barely even put a dent into it just to play with it for fun. Just Mm -hmm. to see what's out there. I've never used an Anastasia product. I've never used the benefit product. I've never used any of this stuff. Right. And I just knew that that brush, I mean, it's like a tiny little micro brush. I don't remember. I mean, it's been, I think we made it in, I think we finally launched it in 2020 ish. Mm -hmm. No sooner than before that, but it takes me a year and a half to two years to make one product. I I think people have never realized that either. I now know that because I'm on like the vaccines of fur, but yeah, like I know about products that are launching in 2024. Right. You know, yeah, it takes forever. I actually yeah. have a couple new things coming out that I'm super excited about. And, you know, I'm sure people just assume that we're a big company, but we are actually quite small. It's myself, my best friend, my son's stepmom, my stepmom, and my mother. And then the girls, three women in my warehouse. And that is it. And here goes my next question. So often you hear people say, you know, don't hire people close to you or don't hire your siblings or don't, you know, and you seemed to do the complete opposite. Yeah. And do you stand by that decision? Because I love that you did that. And I wish more people would like have this kind of like positivity around helping grow your loved ones and people around you and opportunities. Yeah, I think Honestly, you know, at the end of the day, it is always something, you know, to be worried about. 
but who's going to have my back more than my best friend or my mother or, you know what I mean? No one. She's the one who's going to protect me and make sure that it's right, you know? And listen, I, I, I have had to fire a family member and unfortunately we don't speak anymore and it does suck, but it was for a reason that needed to be needed to happen. And, you know, there's nothing I can do about that, but, you know, whether it's, I'd rather have people that I know are going to like make sure that everything's okay, you know, and at the end of the day, it really just depends on a person's morals and who they are as a human, you know, like, it, it, whether they're just a, a regular person off the street or a family member, it just matters on who they are, you know, but it's truly the people who are my best, like, and I have, I've hired friends. Like I had tried to hire someone years ago who, you know, I wanted to teach to do brows and was trying to train her and she just didn't get it. And I, and, you know, and she was ready to go on the floor in her head. And I was like, you're not ready. And I can't do that because that's my name. And like, I didn't end up hiring her and like, she was not happy about it, you know, and that's super uncomfortable, you know, but it is what it is. Like, I can't, I can't just because she was a friend of mine and, and I didn't talk to her for a while either, you know, and like your feelings get hurt. I, I totally, listen, I'm the worst. I absolutely hate confrontation. It is not my thing. Yeah. So, I don't do it. <laughs> I don't, I, mean, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I, I mean, I know what it is and it sucks, you know, yeah, and if anything, I think it's actually the opposite. Like the people who have worked for me, like I'm just a natural giver. Like that's just in my DNA. And you know, as much as I, I just love to do it. It's fun for me, but it, it's like been a fault of mine because people just take full on advantage, you know? And then like you give, 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 and then they don't think you're giving enough. And then God forbid you, you know, try to put them in check and say, Hey, you need to do this or not do this. Then you're the bitch. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then they, then they hate you. And then you don't talk to them. And I mean, it's a cycle. And that's, I think something for, I know I, I, I get, you know, I do get DMS a lot of times from stylists saying, Oh my God, my best friend at my shop or one of the girls at my shop or I paid for her to train and da 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 and they left and screwed me over and I'm like listen the one thing I've learned from that is it's super hard not to take it personal because it is personal it's just gonna happen it's gonna happen no matter what it's gonna happen it like you think it's like no matter what you do I think choosing to be a business owner is choosing to kind of have that happen right I mean no one's safe Oh. You can give someone everything and it's not enough. And that, you know what, you can't, it, it just, your clients are going to stay with you. If they want to stay with you, you can't have the fear of them going to the person that left or them doing better than you because shit is not fucking easy. You know, the grass is not greener. Have fun starting. Good luck. And if mm-hmm. it works for you, amazing. But like, you know, that was one of my posts the other day talking about how we closed the salon and saying how, like, I mean, it honestly was a blessing in disguise. I was heartbroken and totally devastated when we did it. But after we did it, like, I cannot say that I've probably been like 
I mean, you know, we all have life and there's all kinds of shit that happens, but in that sense, I couldn't be happier. Like managing people was going to become the death of me. Well, and it's like showing too, that there's an, you can evolve and you can grow and you can do something like open a storefront and then maybe, you know, close it and pursue something else. Like this industry has so much to give. Yeah. And I think for you, the timing was just you know, 2020 happened and changed a lot of people. But I think in terms of you specifically, like being in LA and having a lot more of like a um, close down than everyone else, it's like you really had time to think about what you wanted. Well, it wasn't a, it wasn't uh, what I wanted type of situation. It was, we don't have a choice situation. Mm -hmm. Like we were open, closed, open, closed, open, closed, open, closed. You know what I mean? Like we were the first ones that got thrown out to the sharks to like, Hey, you might get COVID, but too bad because, you know, the city says you got to go. And then, you know, our landlord was as good as he could be until he was like, well, now they say you can work. And I'm like, but I'm in people's faces. We're the Mm -hmm. last people to be working. Our rent was 10 grand a month. Wow. It was just, we're done. We're done. We can't, we're done. It's sorry. And like devastating. How was COVID for you in terms of like traveling to people's homes? Did do it just, just until, yeah, everyone bolted. Like we just all stopped until, you know, everyone started poking around again and we were kind of allowed, but fuck, it sucked, man. Having to wear a mask, like, and I wear glasses and my glasses would fog up and I'm stripping sweat sucked. I did it. Did you get any texts during COVID like SOS my brows? Like, did you get any really funny texts from like your, your clients? I don't even remember. I can't, (laughs) but I still get them now because we're not open and I'm not taking people. So they're like, you know, please, my girl, that chapter is so closed. Yeah. 20 years, you know, I had the salon for 10 years and that was actually something I wanted to say too, is that you know, the definition of success is not a storefront. The definition of success in our business is not having your own business. You don't have to do it by yourself. You don't have to have a salon studio or a suite or open a storefront. Storefront is the hardest thing you can do, you know, but that was not my dream. It never was. It just happens. And like, you know, I actually started in a room, not much bigger than a bedroom. And that's when we started getting popular because of Instagram and girls started coming saying, can I work here? And it just was one after the other, after the other, after the other. And the headache just got bigger and bigger and it was really cool, but I just wanted a place to make pretty. That's all I care about. And I tell, uh, and one of the things we would tell people when I hired them is like, do not be offended if I walk by you and move your coffee cup because I move shit all day long. Like it's my OCD personality. <laughs> I'm getting eyebrows. Like you're not doing anything wrong, but things have a place. And that was all I wanted was just to have a place to make pretty and me be in my space and have cute cupcakes and fun things for my clients and toys for the, their kids when they came into play, you know? And, and I, you know, that is something I also say too, is that I, you know, the brand, the industry has grown so much. And it's awesome to see all the ladies who have now 
just stepped up and made the rules I wish I made way back then that we were also scared to make. But mm-hmm. some of them I think are too abrasive, you know, and I think that there's a way to say things that people could just be a little bit softer, you know, like with like boundaries and like people yeah. like the passive, like aggressive ones, like, you know, the rules of like, can like, I mean, we did not start a cancellation policy till I don't know four years ago and like mm-hmm. people freaking out like you know now everyone has it amazing congrats I'm glad you guys do it because we now know everyone mm-hmm. knows shit sucks right but things like no kids allowed like obviously we don't want someone's kid there right mm-hmm. 100% mm-hmm. but if this woman is coming into my shop with her kid or her baby or her four kids it is clearly because she has no option Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm a mom. You, I, I don't, I'm a mom to a three-year-old and I yeah. promise you if I'm coming into an appointment with my three-year-old, there's, there's nobody that doesn't want that situation happening more yeah. than me. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And, and so for anyone who's watching this, who has that policy, remember that and think about that. And then maybe like I would have a drawer of toys for kids. I would have things you know, and not all of us, if you are working in a space by yourself, have something to hand that client's baby mm-hmm. or treats. I have lollipops. I had this one little girl that would drive me effing bonkers and my entire salon bonkers. And we knew when she was coming, bless her soul. She meant the best, but she was all up in your face, man. And we were prepared. We were like, <laughs> so-so's coming today. Bring out the lollipop. Well, I'm waxing, you know, I love that perspective that you gave really, truly. I think that like, that's such an important message coming from somebody um, like yourself too, to be able to kind of, you know, give people that, that different viewpoint of what you can do with a situation you have no control over. Yeah. It's different COVID obviously like, sure. You don't want people to come. None of us do. I don't want your whole tribe in there either. And not because I don't want them. It's just a lot of stuff going on, but you bet your ass. I mean, people come to my salon with their whole effing family. They come from other places, the husband, the grandpa, the everyone's there and they're all being served some kind of cupcake and treats and something fun. And they all love the experience. And that's how you grow yourself as well and get a good reputation because you're nice to all of them. Rather than like, no, your family can't come inside. I'd be like, whatever, bitch. (laughs) It's like, well, Kelly's giving cupcakes next door. So let's actually go over here. (laughs) Yeah, sure. So I feel like what you were telling me, especially about like the storefront and like people asking to work and you were just kind of building on something on accident, right? I feel like that tends to be maybe your cycle. Cause it's like, you just started small and then people wanted bigger. So then you did bigger. And then like, at what point did you say, okay, I feel so scrambled. I have nothing to give. I'm going to start a brow line. <laughs> and then after that, I started the brow line before the, any of them were around. Really? Yeah, okay. That's that. interesting. No, we've had the product line for a really, really long time. And that also was not a plan. That was also a, a something that happened as well. My, my dreams have never been to open a salon or start a product line. And I think because I've done it and I do it 
people think I want to do that too. Let me tell you, it is not easy. It is hard. It is a lot of work. Again, that is not what is success. Success is going to your job, enjoying what you do, feeling happy at the end of the day, as much as you can, obviously every day is mm-hmm. different and, and just loving your job. Like the product part of it became because uh, you know, I came from Demones. He was starting his product line. I helped him. I was a part of that whole process. I helped him name his products. I, mm-hmm. you know, when I left and was finding stuff for me to use on my clients, cause he didn't sell them to anybody. Right. Like I, like he didn't wholesale it or anything. I would take brushes that I would find and I would cut them into a smaller version or I would, cause I'm not going to sell you a brush if you can't home and you take it home and use it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just kept trying to like find things that I liked that worked and I'd cut it. And then I'd ask someone to make it. And like, it's baby steps. Like, it's not like it, it really, unless your passion is some kind of brow brand or product, like, don't think that that's the next step. It's not. There always is such a thing here that, that in, people in general, like they see someone else doing it. So they think that's the next yeah. ladder or they think that's the next step. And it's, totally customizable and should be to what feels right to you. I don't know if you know this, Kelly, but I'm actually, I've never owned my own business. And a lot of people think because I have this podcast and I've had all these business owners on that I have a business and I'm like, no, it's never been a passion of mine to to own one. Same girl. (laughs) Right. But I choose not to. And I don't, I don't give into the temptations of like, other people doing it. So I want to do it. Like, and I, and I, I share that same message. Like our journeys are all so separate and and unique yeah. and should really feel true because it's nothing's worse. It's, I always explain this, like when I'm taking clients to new people, right. Cause like someone may be watching someone on Instagram and they'd be like, Oh, you know, they, they're so much fun and they have this cute personality. So then they go to their clients and try to mimic that. But mm-hmm. it's like, those clients are really going to start to drain you because then you find yourself being someone you're not. Yeah. I'm like, there's nothing more that you can do in this industry. That's going to help you than to be yourself, to follow your own path and to have your own unique journey. Like yeah. no one, you don't share it with anyone else, you know? Yeah. And that also too, you know, part of that is like your own unique journey. Like before we started recording this, you we were talking about t- t- talking alive and being on stage and stuff. And like, I've been stage fright my entire life. I have the biggest fear of public speaking. I think about the day I get married and walk down the aisle. It freaks me the F out. Like that's my worst nightmare. Okay. Me too. (laughs) God, I've been engaged for like three and a half years. (laughs) Yeah. I just, it, it freaks me out. So like, and everyone's like, Oh, but you're so good. You do it. You do it. Yeah have to. So like, I literally, for any of you guys who are watching, like you practice, right? Mm -hmm. So practice looking in the mirror and taking selfies and posing and see what looks cute and what makes you feel good in a photo. Cause I got to take a picture every day at any time. And I might look like shit, but like, you gotta just fake it and smile and figure out what side you like best. And, and you just do it. Cause that's part of your job. You know, do you feel like the more you put yourself on camera and I like I've done, I can answer this too. Cause like my podcast, like I remember listening to my own voice. It made me 
want to die, but now I can listen to it for hours because I've just conditioned myself to get used to it. So do you feel like for you, it's like, I don't really care as much about my voice, but I I cannot relate. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm sure at some point, but I, I definitely still am very hard on myself and pick myself apart. If I'm looking at myself on video, video was really, really hard and I've gotten so much better at it. But I mean, if there's something that I don't want to do, I will put my foot down and I will sound like a bitch because I'm like, I'm not doing it. Like, mm-hmm. You have to switch it. I'm not comfortable with that. I'm going to start crying. Like I'm super emotional, like cry on a drop of a dime. Like, you know, and like, you can't force, I will try my best to do what you're asking. But if it's something that just does not feel right, I just can't, I just can't you know? Mm-hmm. And that was actually a problem I had with a couple brands that I worked with that wanted me to promote other stuff of theirs. And I was like, I don't use that. I, I no, you know, and it's so hard to say that because that's what I'm thinking. And then mm-hmm. I fake and I try it. I'm like, it's not even good. Like, I'm not going to tell people to buy that product, you know, or like, and it was super difficult for me, super, super difficult for me. But at least um, now everybody knows whatever you're promoting on Instagram, you genuinely like (laughs) 100% 100% absolutely like if yes absolutely I was gonna say something what was I gonna say I don't know I think I was gonna talk about products but um the product process is like super super long you know I can only imagine like I said I'm like in the back works of it now as a side like I don't do it but I see what's happening and it's it's a lot of work, you know, but you've come out with a really great product. And so I think people are happy that, you know, you're putting in the work and then congratulations because you landed waxing the city, which is insane. What an accomplishment, you know? You know, I don't even know. I mean, so waxing the city is, um, I always forget if it's 117 or 118 stores, but it's a retail chain. Yes. Um, it is Midwest based. So a lot of people here in LA don't know what it is, but it's, you know, if Wax in the City, if you're hearing me say this, don't get offended, but it's the the competitor basically of European Wax Center. Um, and they're the most amazing people to work with. They're so easy, so nice, very professional. Um, but yeah, they were looking, um, I think also too, a big thing is timing. We actually talked to them, I want to say maybe eight years ago about going into their store and it didn't happen at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we passed it or it, whatever didn't work out. And now we are officially their brow product line of all of their locations, which is insane. And their story, and I will touch on this because I, I hate, yes, I hate European wax center. I will tell you waxing the city was built by women that are, were also estheticians. And so I think just knowing that kind of gives you that respect for the chain. And I don't, I don't group them with like the mass chain of like European because of that. Um, really, really cool company, but they, they are competitors. People understand what it is. Yeah. No, like they are competitors. Yeah. 
But if I'm choosing wax, but I love how you all city is next level. Like Mm -hmm. I went into one of their Corona store because that was the one that was in LA to surprise them when we launched. We're almost, if it'll be in September, one full year Mm -hmm. and their break room was filled with all of these positive quotes and team building things and all these fun things we do together. And I'm like, wow, I wish I had that in my shop. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's really, really cool. And they are franchise. So you ladies, like if that is a dream of yours, you can open up your own wax in the city. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Whole, you know, it, it's like McDonald's, you can franchise one and own one. So I that know. is really cool. Um, and again, like the products are just like so easy and that way they can use it on every single client that walks in. And at the end of the day, you know, you can only make so much money and grow with your waxing services. So Mm -hmm. the products really are important to use one, because it makes you better than other artists because you're completing a service, but two, then you're also making extra income, you know, and my goal, I mean, is, you know, I I hate to say female based, but you know, for the most part it is because I'm a single mom and you're a mom and, you know, Mm -hmm. we've now been able to create a business where we can actually have a good life and make money and be happy. But with the products, like we have made it to where the the retail part of it, we're in over 3000 studio suites, right? So you guys who have your own little place, you know, you can buy our product line and we've I mean, everything we do, there's always a work in progress. We've made it to the point now where you, we even have payment plans, right? Yeah. I was going to say you've evolved so much. I've actually watched this involvement since like the last year and it's, it's amazing. And it's cool to see that 3000 people have now like committed to the KBB life because the products are really great, but I would love for you to just really lay it down to like how you are helping like estheticians, especially that are solo. And I love like your your prices. I love the kit that you come out with. Like you, you, I think it really does show that you are a true esthetician because I think you have the esthetician mindset when you are selling this to estheticians. 100%. And and that's the cool thing too, is that our line out of any products in Sephora, it is created by an esthetician. Mm -hmm for an esthetician for, and I wasn't making it for estheticians. I was making it for my clients in my chair. So it's even better because it's like easy, right? My goal was easy. The shades are simple. There's only three colors, blonde, brown, dark brown. It can be used, I promise you, on any skin tone, any ethnicity. Highlighters, two colors, light and tan. Again, fair skin, dark skin. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, you know, depending on the age group of who's watching this, but if you know who Sealer Tracy Chapman is, who has very dark skin, you can use that dark brown pencil. You can use that dark brown tinted gel and that t- tan highlighter on that skin. It can be used by anyone. Mm-hmm. And there's only a handful of products. And now we've made it turned into a wholesale brand, a a professional brand, more than consumer. I have more of you guys than even people at home rebuying and restocking and selling the crap out of it because depending, so we now have tiers. We now have three tiers. We have, Mm -hmm. I mean, and again, the evolving part of it is crazy, right? Mm -hmm. The initial sign up is a thousand dollars. 
Now it's actually $9.95 because if it's under a thousand, you can make payments. So now it's even more affordable for you ladies. You can make $250 payments just to start. Okay. Yeah. Which is actually amazing. It is amazing. Ama- really, is truly. Like your college. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is your college. This is your starter kit and all you need to now make more money on every single client that comes in. Mm-hmm. Right. So it comes with the actual display. And, and you don't get a choice. Everyone gets this. It's a hard display that you can use it or not. I don't care. Right. Yeah. But it comes it's, with. It's very cool. I would, I would yeah. say to use it's it. It's my face. <laughs> picture, and it holds every product. So you can have it in your, it's a tester unit, right? Mm-hmm. So you get that tester unit. You, it's filled with the products. Then you get five of each product, no matter what. You also get a back bar set. So you're getting five of each product. And two basically tester unit back bars. That's a lot for a thousand dollars. And if you do it that way, it is you sell you buy it from us at forty percent off, basically mm-hmm. almost half off. So you're making all of that money back. You will make your money back in your first round of even paying for it. Well, right? and that, I love that you talked about just like retail support in your business because so many people think of their. Um, profit and they think of services only, but you can actually build such a different income base for yourself. If you just commit and sell retail products, like everyone's using a brow pencil. So why are they not getting it from the person that's doing their brows? You know, or or if you guys are saying, Hey, go to Kelly Baker's site. I mean, thank you. I appreciate you, but make the money for you, girl. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't make a difference to me. It's going to make a difference for you though. Right. And I have literally come down to an exact science of how to sell these products. And every single person, if you just show them a mirror, this is it it is magic. I don't know why it works. It works. And you just say, do you want to watch me fill in your brows? They are going to buy a pencil or they're going to buy a highlighter or they're going to buy at least one of the things that you show them. It just works. So you don't have to be a salesperson be like, oh, I'm scared. I really want to sell it, but I hate selling and I'm nervous and I'm shy and I don't want to talk to them. You don't have to talk. I don't want to do it either. (laughs) No, I'm serious. Not talk, but like say like. No, I know. But selling is hard. Selling is hard. You don't have to be. So it's considered a soft sale. So a soft sale is this saying like, Hey, do you want to watch me fill them in? And they're like, yeah, of course they want to learn. Right. And they want their brows done by professionals. So they're gonna, they're going to say yes. And and this is not an additional price. You guys should be raising your price because this is then a part of the service, even if it's just $10, right. If you do 45 and you don't have to do it for the existing clients, because I know it's scary to raise the price. Let's just say all new people, 55, they don't know that it used to be 45. Mm-hmm. It's not an add-on service. If you're 30 minutes, the highlighter and the filling in is always a part of the service, no matter what. Mm-hmm. They want it. They're going to watch you do it. And at the end of your service, after you show them how to fill it in, they're going to say, can I buy that? Do you sell that? And they're going to buy it. And that's I, it. I agree. Yeah. You, you have the best product really, because it is a matter of just showing the client and yep. we're the experts, the client um, might not know how, and you're really not only helping them and teaching them, but you're solving a problem and they're going to buy a problem, you know, that and, gets solved. Yeah. And, um, what was I going to say, um, the pencils, you know, like I, 
it's funny because you obviously start to see what sells the most and like, what are people's favorites? The pencil and powder is basically the same thing. It's just what you like better. Mm-hmm. Today I use powder and pencil just because it's here and I want to. You can use just the pencil. You can use just the tinted gel. Like, I use the, yeah. Really, I was gonna say today I use the tinted gel. Yeah, and it's fast and it's easy. Yeah. you know, and it colors. Yeah. Um, but really, that's the only question that you would ask your client. You could say like, "What do you prefer, pencil or powder?" And if they say powder, then you use powder. And if they don't, they're like, you know, or you can just pick it for them. And but just let them watch you do it. Make that extra money. You're going to make so much more money selling products. Like it really, truly is like, it. It's something that you know. It's the initial scared a thousand dollars, but shit, that's really not a lot. Yeah. You know. And, and, and it's really fun though, to watch all the girls just, you know, they DM me and I ask them what their favorites are and they're like, oh man, that's so hard. Or, oh, I sell so many pencils. I, the tinted gels, like I said, I think it's the hardest. They love those damn things, you know? Oh, I like love, love it. And this is actually such a cool gateway into talking about something. And I wanted to talk to you about it specifically because you have such high profile clients, but you know, all estheticians experience this, but my question is like, you give people these beautiful brows, right? You are, um, showcasing what's on their face, their main feature. And I always talk about the fact that clients never seem to really tag their brow artists <sighs> in post. And I, I and so, absolutely effing insane. I know. And so when, before I had you like before we got to talking and like, I was really trying to like find things I wanted to talk to you about. It's funny. I actually, I don't, I know, I don't know who it was and I don't know. I feel like it was around. I don't know, but I was looking and I knew you did this person's brows and I clicked cause I wanted to see all of the things and you're, you weren't on there. So I was like, okay, so let's go to, I'm gonna, and I started investigating. I'm like, let me go to people that I know Kelly does. And I start going to all the people and I, it was a trend. But it's not just you. It's it's everyone. People never message or add in their brows. As a whole, all of us listening to this, we really need to get together and team up together and start asking them to tag us. Yeah. If if someone and they don't obviously do it on purpose. It's you know like it's just not a thought like, Oh, I tag like even myself. Right. Like I remember sometimes people would be upset. Like you didn't tag me for blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, girl, seriously, I'm like trying to, it was an accident. Like, right. You're not like intentionally doing it, but it's so funny because it's the main feature of people's looks. Right. And that's what we need to all as a, as a community community build awareness to do is start having people tag us and ask to get recognized because I mean, they always tag their hair, their stylist, mm-hmm. their makeup, and their nails, and the photographer. And I'm like, nails. I'm like, nails get tagged, but not brows. I'm like, right. to me, nails and brows go hand in hand. Like, stylist, well, I mean, I think brows should be above nails. I but at too. the same time, you got to think about it. Like, we're still a newer category on the market, mm-hmm. you know, like we're still building awareness for ourselves. So we'll get there. It's mm-hmm. just taken a long time and it's super frustrating. Super, super frustrating. Listen, if anyone's frustrated, it's me. Okay. I was, I know I'm like, I said, I like looked through all of these people and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're not on any of them, but then like you post them, repost them. So it's like, unless people knew you, they wouldn't yeah. know that these amazing brows came from, you know. Yeah. And it also depends on 
where they're at or what they're shooting or like, you know, it's, it's a different circumstance too, because I might do someone the night before their shoot and then they go to their shoot and have their whole glam team and the people who are like, you know, the writers of who's putting the glam team in the magazine, I, they don't even know I was there the night before. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but I did it for that. And like, you just, it, it's, it's shitty. Yeah. But it is what it is. So with you taking care of so many celebrities, obviously you deal with, you know, just like the Hollywood life in a, in a whole, and a lot of them are getting lasers they're getting peels they're getting all the latest treatments. So how do you work with skin like that? Like, is, has it been, does it cause any difficulty? They honestly will usually tell me, um, or ask me like, Hey, I'm going to do this. When should, you know, I get my brows done before or after, or when I'm there, they'll say, Hey, I just did this. So if that's the case, I'll just tweeze them or maybe wax the top, you know, Mm -hmm. and if something happens, it happens. And they know because they've told me, you know, so like, but no one, um, I mean, you know, again, that type of thing is also something I like to tell everyone, like people are going to tear. It's not your fault, Mm -hmm. you know, like unless, but, but obviously we, us putting the wax on yes we put it on but I would still do your homework and make sure you ask questions like using retinol any Accutane anything new blah 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 Mm -hmm. you know so you know going into it what you know what what they've been using or what might happen or like you know if someone has just done a peel I'm like okay so if I went and did Courtney and she's like I just did a peel I'm just making that up like Mm -hmm you know, I'd be like, okay, so for future next time, let's make sure that I do your brows first. And she'll yeah. say, okay. like also teach them, you know? Yeah, totally. I just, I think you have such an interesting like demographic of people because there kind of is always something going on or like an event or reasons that people are prepping and things like that. And that could get so hard. And so like in terms so of brows. spray tans, a lot of people get spray tans. We share the same clients, you know, and you know, it, um, if, if they're booking me and they're like, oh, well, we're trying to book a spray tan too. I will say, you want to make sure that I come do them first. Cause yeah. if they do a spray tan, then I come, I'm going to wax their tan off and they're going to have white lights. Love you know? that. Then they'll tag you in their posts. At least then you'll make a statement. <laughs> okay. So I really wanted to end this with fun questions. I wanted to, of course, you do so many celebrities and I have them like written down. Of course, you've seen them already, but I hope that you actually thought that these were really cool because I was really excited when I made them. I don't know, but okay. This question I'm genuinely just curious about because you go into so many beautiful houses. So my first question is if you could trade homes with any of your celeb clients, which one would you pick? Like who has the, who has like a similar vibe and style to you? Um, I would definitely say Chloe or Kylie. I would, I would have guessed those two. If you broke, if you said, which Kardashian, I would have guessed those Kardashians. But I also have not seen their full house. I can't tell you, you know, but um, Yeah. yeah, definitely one of them too, for sure. They're the most glam of the, of the girls, you know? They're like, you know, definitely gir- uh, the girlier, glammy girls. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was like, Kim, Kim's the, a neutral bitch. Kim's neutral. Yeah. For Kim, sure. Kim's coming out with beats that are literally yeah. tan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or- She's a nude, neutral sister. 
She is, but listen, That's, she I can like come it. out with some skins. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love a good yeah. nude. Yeah. And on that note too, even with skims, like just, I'm going to totally plug Chloe, her good American jeans and her bathing suits, man, are fire. Like, I know I have her swimsuit. So good. The jeans yeah. can fit so good. And the bathing suits, man, are probably the best bathing suit I've ever had. Yeah. And you know what? That's the thing about them. I will say it until my, you know, cows die, whatever the saying is. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, the girls know how to make good stuff. They don't yeah. come out with crap. No. They don't. Yeah. I, I didn't love Kim and Chris's scent that they did together, but I I've loved any of their perfumes. I, I bought it because I love Chris. So the the collab, I was like, duh. It's yeah. not that great, but I cherish that beautiful bottle. So with that being said, even a beautiful bottle, but like Skims, amazing. Good American, amazing. Like really good brands. I mean, Kylie makes, or I know she, her company is in different hands or she, I don't know the Kylie brand, but holy shit, her lipsticks. I mean, she put herself on the map. Like they make good products. Definitely. Well, they Listen, have the money. Money is important. So. Right. And, and have you, the team, like the team is a lot, like team is 100%, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. And whether you keep up with the Kardashians or not, you're keeping up with them. So you might as well choose to like them. That's how I feel about it. There's nothing not to like. Yeah, for sure. I know. Do you, do you have any, like just really, so which one did you see first? I feel like I've already know this answer, but I, I might need to first. Yeah. And then I believe I did Chloe second and then Kim. I can remember the first time I saw Kim. Yeah. It was, I did Chloe actually at Kim's old house before Kanye. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I don't know. It's been a long time. And then I did Kylie. Um, but it's been like seven years. So not, it's so, so, so. And, you know, the shit that you guys see is real. Like, that's the heartbreaking part of it is like, it, you know, people think it's all made up and for TV. It is really hard because I've been there and seen things actually live go down. And it's sad you know, and it's hard. And if anything, these people give people so many chances, man, Mm -hmm. you know, in so many aspects and get screwed over by friends and family, not family, but, um, you know, just crazy stuff. It's crazy, crazy stuff. And, you know, you're definitely a fly on the wall. Um, it is funny. I have one of my, one of my favorite stories. Okay, good. Cause this was going to be my next question. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking, so I was on set when they were doing the promo for the Kardashians, like, so on TV. So like the cover of like, when it's all of them saying, keeping up with the Kardashians and they're all lined up. Mm -hmm. So I was there to do Courtney and Chris walked in and um, she was trying on different outfits and she was, she was wearing these like gorgeous suits. And she was like showing Courtney, like, do you like this one? Do you like that one? And I just was like, it's kind of one of those things. It's like, do I talk? Do I not talk? Do you say something? Do you not say something? And I was like, that looks really good on you. You know, I'm like, I love that. And she was like, oh, okay. You know? And I was like, it did. I couldn't, I like, I am a pro woman, positive complimenter. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that looks hot. Like you look great. Right. But you're also like, shit, should I have said that? You know? So then she walks out, she changes and she comes back with her next one and she co- shows Courtney and Courtney's like, yeah. And she looks at me like, well, what do you think? 
<laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, yes, I didn't like fuck that up. And I was like, that looks great too. You look amazing, you know? Yeah. But it was like one of those things like, do you say something? Do you not say something? And then the second time she came in, she actually looked at me for my opinion, which was nice, you know? And that's so cool, you know? And I listen, Chris is like, do you do Chris's brows? She's like my fave. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've done her a handful of times. And for whatever reason, like, again, I think the universe is works in your favor when you're supposed to and not supposed to. For whatever reason, I have not gone after her in the sense of like, even right now, right? I'm injured. I can't really do anyone. I, I can't. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go do Chloe tomorrow because I have surgery on Monday and I'm going to make it happen. But even like there's people that I'm like, I can't. I typically will check in and follow up and be like, hey, Chris, or whatever. And I've just never done that with her. I've mm-hmm. never been like, hey, it's time, right? Where with other people will be like, hey, you know, I'm going out of town. Do you want to book me now or before or after or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, Chris is great, but like, no, I've done her a handful of times, but I don't currently like do her. Mm-hmm. And I typically will only post people that I currently do. So I'm really weird about that. I've done a million people from day one like literally day one um, and uh, some really, really cool people. But if I am not currently doing them, I don't Mm -hmm. really talk about them. And some people ride with it and say it for the rest of their life. You know, I'll say who I've done, but I don't say like I post it as if I was just there, you know. When you met them all, who made you the most nervous? Like, I know you love them all now, but like, who were you most in? Not, not who, not like they made you nervous. Courtney, because it was my first time. And also too, like one of the times that was there, it, I was like, I left freaking out and it wasn't her fault, but like they're about to film. Right. So as I'm waxing her eyebrows, okay. Mm-hmm. She's in a director's chair and I don't remember who was doing her hair. It might've been Glenn Coco or Andrew, but I think it was Glenn and he's blowing out her hair as I'm trying to wax her brow. <laughs> and Wendy Miyaki makeup is putting on eyeshadow and she's looking at her computer, watching the, watching a, a clip, eating her green avocado stuff. And Mason wants to also sit in her lap. Oh my gosh. As I'm waxing. Right. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> this was horrendous. And I like her assistant after I'm like, you guys got to give me 10 minutes alone before all of this. Like it is impossible. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm not even kidding you. I'm waxing as she's putting eyeshadow on and they're pulling her hair back, blowing her hair out. Which is, yeah, and, you can't do. No, no one can do that. <laughs> no, Ugh. That would be yes. nerve wracking, especially with them, because again, it gave me like, anxiety thinking about it. Oh, <laughs> hard. Well, yeah. I mean, and was that? They were like, fine. Inside, I wanted to die. And you know? you're on the outside, like, okay, your brows are done. They're beautiful. Oh, yeah. No, you cannot show anything. I've never shown anything. I have cried with Chloe, but uh, that's it. I feel but like Chloe gives it me is- that vibe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We talk about babies and men and all the stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. And she's been through it, man. That girl. I know, girl. She's she's just trying to be loved and she's trying to give love. Like, I feel like her motive is very simple in this life and no one gives her it. 
and her body is on fire. Like it's insane. I'm like, one of, so one of hot. the really interesting things about Chloe is, and it's actually really funny. Cause like, I didn't watch all of the seasons of keeping up with the Kardashians back in the day, but like, I did actually watch this season and who I liked back then is, it's who I, and I, it evolved for me on this season, particularly. But one of the things about Chloe is on Hulu, when it would play their episode and then the episode would be done, it would go to season one and then it would play all like the OG, like past stuff. And I hadn't watched it in so long. And I know Chloe had been called like so many names under the sun, you know, and I looked back at those episodes and I'm like, Chloe wasn't even big. Like it actually makes me really sad because I'm like, she looks like a normal person. And I can't believe this girl has been picked apart as much as she has. She was like 25 on the show. I mean, she looked like anybody should. It was just, I don't know. I like Chloe a lot. I think that she. No, I agree. You know, but definitely Chloe definitely gets the hardest and like, it just, it's, you know, again, with social media and, you know, the access to people and accounts and fake accounts and people commenting and trolls, like, you know, luckily I've been very lucky, I guess, to not have a huge amount of that talk shit to me Mm -hmm. but there's definitely people like I mean it's very rare and very little but for them like if if I get one negative comment I'm so sad Mm -hmm. I could not imagine one day of their shoes and being just talked shit to all day and pulled apart and picked apart you know and I even was posting on my personal page um that new thing where people are like asking anything and it's anonymous and you can't see who it is Mm -hmm. and they started asking questions about like an ex-boyfriend of mine which I was not expecting at all and so I answered it and then someone made a fake page and sent me a dm talking more shit about that guy and I was like and they were like good for you blah 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 and I'm like but you're messaging me from a fake page so why do you I said I I I pre because they were like you're amazing. I'm in the same business. That's why it's anonymous. He sucked this, that, whatever. And I was like, listen, I'm sure you did not intend to hurt my feelings, but you sending me that message makes me hurt more. Mm-hmm. Like I, why? Like I, you're just pouring salt on an open wound, but from a fake page. So if it is a fake page, it probably is not something that needs to be said. And mm-hmm. over, like, why go out of your way to tell me that? Like, that's not, hey, girl, good, good for you. You could have just said, hey, girl, good for you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he, I, he, I, the fake pages are so funny. Courtney actually did something recently where she was like, at least do it from like a real page. <laughs> like, if you're right, gonna, if you're gonna right. talk shit. <laughs> yeah, like, it, you totally, like, that shit makes me crazy, you know, yeah. and she, she apologized. She was like, you're right. I'm sorry. Good. Well, that's, you know, apology can literally go a long way. Yeah. Before we get off, I want to tell everyone about um, the event in England. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's a cool opportunity for people to come to. They can. Um, it's the first Brow Awards and it's going to be in England in mid-October. Mm-hmm. Anyone can apply. Um, there's tons of categories um, like lamination, permanent makeup, 
waxing, tweezing. I don't know all the categories, but there's a bunch of them. And I am actually going to be there and a judge for it. And it is also um, like blind judged. So it won't have anyone's names on it. I won't know if it's your, if it's, if it's a person that I already know when I'm judging it, there's a bunch of judges, there's tons of sponsors. It's really cool because the lash industry and like, you know, even like the Instagram awards of influencers and stuff. It's the first time that we'll have something based on just browse. So, um, you can apply. And I think like you sending in a submission, you send in a picture, I don't really know, whatever. Um, I don't think it's a lot of money. Everything is in pounds. So I don't know the conversion, Mm -hmm. but it might be like $15 or something. So you guys can submit something for 15 bucks. You can submit in different categories. Um, And then even if you guys just want to come to the awards show, you can buy a ticket. I think it's $200, but it's a red carpet full, you know, four course meal, whole word show. And like, I think it's really cool. I I mean, I think everyone should come to it because it's like something to actually focus on what we do and give us some credit in our industry. So if you're interested go to the brow, I think it's browawards.com, but it's um, in the link of your bio, right? My bio for sure. And then obviously if anyone wants to buy products, sell products, uh, one of the tiers that I was telling you about is the newest tier, which is called the silver tier. And this is actually for all people in the beauty profession. So it does not have to be a licensed waxer. You guys can do makeup, you can do nails, you can do hair, you can do whatever, whatever spray tans, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be licensed. All you guys need to do is submit um, a call sheet or a business card or anything that shows that you are a working artist. Mm -hmm. And you guys now get crap. Is it 25% off? I think you get 25%. That's amazing. So it's kind of like a Mac pro card. Yeah. I was going to say that reminds me of like the Mac pro card. So if you, you know, anyone who wants to start shopping and get stuff for yourself, you guys get that automatic, um, percent off just for being in the industry. So that's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Kelly. I'm literally going to have you quickly rate these next celebrities A to F in terms of you know, uh, aftercare, you know, just as, as a person in terms of waxing, right. I won't say like personality or anything, but I want you to rate them A to F. What do you think about their instructions? They follow aftercare if they do peels before after. So let's start with Shay Mitchell. Okay. Well, what, well, I mean, can you say them all first and then I'll rate? Yes. Okay. So Shay Mitchell, Addison Uh Ray, the Kardashian okay. sisters, although I just grouped them together, Lucy yeah. Hale and Zendaya. Okay. So the Kardashians are definitely on their A game the most. Mm-hmm. Um, out of them, Courtney probably follows routine the most on skincare and has questions about what to do and what not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Kim and Courtney are the same. Kylie's actually good about like skincare too. Um, so Kardashians for sure. Then, um, I would say Addison, she comes in and it also depends. I mean, it's been years, right? Yeah, for sure. Coming in more frequently, Shay, I've been doing for so long, like hers basically, I mean, same with the Kardashians too, but they're shooting every day. So, um, then it would be Shay Mitchell and then it would be Lucy. Lucy, I don't see 
tons, but like maybe like once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. And then Zendaya, I kicked myself in the ass, but I taught her how to do her brows. Ah, uh, what? Girl, listen. <laughs> she gets listen. an F. <laughs> yeah, I Just we're not coming. <laughs> she is a Virgo like me. And I gave her the, the I mean, it's, it's been years since I've done her, but I used to do her all the time for everything, her whole family. And, um, uh, and she always does her own makeup and her hair for the most part for her shoots even too. Right. She's amazing. So me being, I brought her, I think it was, she was going to be filming Spider-Man and I brought her a wax warmer, the tint products and all the things that she can use to do it herself. Mm. Big mistake. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't do her anymore, but I, you know, I, I do love that we did start her on her journey because my son used to watch her on TV and she had these super thin brows. And I was like, this girl is adorable. You know, it was way before she is who she is now. And yeah. um, she was already famous, but it was just a younger, different generation, you know? Uh-huh. And we got those brows looking bomb. Oh, they look so good. I'll still, I'll still give the KBB certified on her brows. Also, and she was awesome. Like she would give me, you know, credit on. I remember. I mean, it magazines if they ask her because they were just such a an amazing feature, Mm -hmm. right? Of course, about her brows. I mean, she'd shout me out in magazines and articles on like I think she was on like Good Morning America or some show like that, and they talked about her brows. Yeah, she was like the only person I'll let do them is Kelly. Uh, Oh my god! Yeah, that would be. Yeah, that would be my day mate. Honestly, Zendaya's brows are absolutely gorgeous. Well, thank totally. you so much, Kelly Baker. It was obviously a Kelly Baker. That seemed weird saying the whole Everyone thing. says Kelly Baker. It's okay. <laughs> that was one of the rules. Kelly Baker, all one word. It was a pleasure, of course. And I'll be sending you some products and I will be seeing you in Denver. Yes. Oh, yes. And when are, when are we seeing each other in Denver? Uh, it's October 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And I don't know what days you're going, but I will be there all three. Okay. Well, I will be there in my pink wheelchair because I don't I'll, know if I'll barely be walking by then. I'll push you around. Please <laughs> I'll, I'll help. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to hanging out with you. I'm super excited. Thank you for having me today. Thank you.